0: The gospel according to luke the 16th chapter jesus said there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day and at his gate lay a poor man named lazarus covered with sores who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell From the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was being tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things and Lazarus in like manner evil things but now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us, a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. He said, then, Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers, that he may warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, Neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Especially after the difficulty of last week's gospel, in which a rich man commended his dishonest steward for his shrewdness, it is tempting to hear the story that Jesus tells this week as either a straightforward parable of judgment or a morality tale about wealth and poverty. The parable's description of purple cloth and fine linen, the bosom of Abraham, and the chasm separating Lazarus from the rich man is visually stimulating. We can imagine the scene, doubtlessly aided by art and literature that have illustrated the afterlife and the depths of Hades or Hell. One possible interpretation of the parable paints the rich man as at best obtuse and out of touch, or extravagantly self-absorbed and indulgent, and at worst cold hearted and malicious, purposely ignoring the poverty and need on display at his gate. His lack of compassion condemns him. Another possibility, especially when this text immediately is preceded by our first reading from Timothy that says the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils, and in their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from the faith, and pierced themselves with many pains is that this is a cautionary tale, as we imagine how the rich man landed on the wrong side of the chasm, having excessively loved his earthly comforts. All of these interpretations usually also assume that the poor man, the one called Lazarus, was virtuous however nothing in the gospel text tells us anything to support those assumptions we know very little about either man certainly nothing that allows us to measure their faith their piety or their character so perhaps Luke, the only gospel writer who includes this particular parable, has Jesus tell this story for another reason. Luke tells us that the rich man is tormented in death, and when he sees Lazarus with Abraham, he asks them to intercede on his behalf. And when that fails, to go to his brothers so they will not suffer the same fate. Now the rich man isn't especially likable. He doesn't seem able to see Lazarus as anything other than a servant or slave. Someone who's there for his convenience and comfort. He fails to understand that father abraham is as much a father to lazarus as to himself or that lazarus is as much a brother to him as his own family he doesn't recognize lazarus's own personhood but abraham doesn't refuse to comfort the rich man because he's self-centered or entitled Instead, he tells him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. Luke was writing some 40 to 50 years after Jesus' ministry took place, and he was writing to believers. He knew firsthand the difficulties that the early church faced. He was writing after the deaths of apostles, including Andrew and Peter, and the destruction of the temple in 70 CE. He was writing to reassure them and to encourage them to remain faithful, despite the challenges erupting around them. 2,000 years later, How often do we forget to listen to the words from God that we have been given? And how often do we fail to trust in the one who rose from the dead? Jesus, in this parable and throughout his ministry, points us back to Scripture. The rich man, and for that matter, the Pharisees listening to Jesus tell this parable, would have known the Torah, the Hebrew scripture. They would have known the five verses in Deuteronomy that form the Jewish prayer called the Shema. An affirmation of faith recited in the morning and the evening that says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them. As a sign on your hands, fix them as an emblem on your forehead, and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And they would have recalled the prophet Isaiah, who said, Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my might, He has become my salvation with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation and they would have remembered the prophet jeremiah who declared blessed are those who trust in the lord whose trust is the lord they shall be like a tree planted by water sending out its roots by the stream it shall not fear when heat comes and its leaves shall stay green in the year of drought. It is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. They had been given all the words and promises that they needed to hear. Nothing Lazarus or Jesus said at this point was going to make a difference. The rich man had trusted in his wealth, and the Pharisees had placed their trust in their own authority, distancing themselves farther and farther from God's word and commands. This lack of relationship with God is what forms the uncrossable chasm that now separates the rich man from Abraham, and deprives him of the living water that would comfort him. Throughout scripture, we equate water with life, whether it is in the creation story where the wind from God swept over the face of the waters, the well-springs of water in Bethlehem or Samaria, or the baptismal waters of the river Jordan. Water is an earthly sign of what God is doing among us. Today we are celebrating the ways that water and the word come together in the sacrament of baptism as we welcome our newest sister in Christ, Charlie, into our family of faith. Calling baptism a grace water of life and a bath of the new birth in the Holy Spirit Martin Luther reminds us that water, the most ordinary of elements is made holy when it is placed in the setting of God's word and command baptism is God's gift and action for us and it is transformational baptized in Christ And united with him it is life in Christ Jesus where we may take hold of the life that really is life instead of placing our hope and trust elsewhere trusting in God's abundant love and mercy for us we live out our faith every day and when we face difficulty And we need reassurance. We return to God's promises to us. And God's gift of Jesus, the one who has risen from the dead for us. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, thank you for your son Jesus. Who rose from the grave for us thank you for the gift of your word written onto our hearts thank you for the new life we receive by your mercy and love help us by your spirit to focus on you and trust in you and your promises we pray in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen